It's July 17th, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. I am a thinking man. I've got the COVID blues. I should go for a run, but I can't find my shoes. I got a good friend. She gave me a little talk. She said, get out of the house. You need more than a walk. When the news goes from bad to worse and my head starts to spin, she knows the cure to help me, a way to escape the sin of a nation filled with toddlers, a tribe of selfish ignorance. For want of a simple mask, we'd be three months from deliverance. I'll run some lonely miles with a heart sad and weary, listening to podcasts, finding one that's cheery. My pace is getting slow these days, which I blame on French Merlot. My watch says I've gone one mile. I have another five to go. That was our good friend, Patrick Beezer, friend of the pod, leader of the Milwaukee Running Group. And as always, he's providing a nice little haiku poem for us though we don't want to dwell on it too much because he's looking for a cheery podcast so we're going to bring some good cheers to this podcast patrick and hopefully we'll be sending you some good vibes for the rest of those four miles thanks for submitting that poem to us we have a great show for you today we have a special guest fedra christu from the front runners joining us on this episode we have a very colorful conversation um, where we learn about Fedra's running, what's new with her, talk about her involvement with the front runners, which if you guys don't know who the front runners are, you're going to get to know them. And we encourage you to go check them out because as runners, we should know every running group in town and we should all be one community. Well, let's jump into this. And I'm going to welcome my co-host, as always, the incredible producer of the show, owner of Mimosa Breakfast and Brunch, entrepreneur, fiance, rocking a Cream City Pacers t-shirt, which we should be releasing soon. Apostoli. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? What's up, Milwaukee? This is the best shirt I own. The best shirt I've worn today. That's a good way to put something. It's the best shirt I've worn today. I wear nice shirts during the the day earlier. It's because you're an entrepreneur, businessman. You got to look good. You got to look clean. You got to be... You got to be balling. Uh, feeling great, though, because you know why. We'll talk about that later, though. We'll talk about that later because, little secret, everyone, it's because he's back to running. Anyways. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. And I'm excited about this race that I'm about to do. Yeah. Super excited about it. Speaking of race, announcements, announcements, announcements. You guys. MKE Run for Justice race ends on Monday. Please log your miles if you haven't. Head over to our race site and where you registered, and you can submit your results, and you can submit a photo, and we would greatly appreciate if you did because it's really fun to watch everyone submit their results with some photos, whether it's a selfie or a screenshot of your run, whatever it may be. But here are a couple updates. T-shirt pickup is this weekend. It is starts today, Friday, July 17th, from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., and then tomorrow, Saturday, July 18th, 
from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Where can you pick up your shirts, you ask? Well, that's a great question because our friend, friends over at Cream City Print Lounge have not only printed our shirts for us, but that's where we're doing pickup. They are located at 8010 West National Ave in West Dallas. We'll have all the details on our website or on the race site. So come swing by, pick up your shirt, say hello. I will not be there on Friday, which is today, but I will be there Saturday in the morning. So come swing by and say hi. Tania of Fear MKE I know is gonna be there for most of the time and then people will be in and out. So stop in and say hi. Please, please, please say thank you to Creams, Cream, everyone at Cream City Lounge and we are practicing social distancing and with the masks wearing an effect, please wear your mask in and respect Cream City Print Lounge and be respectful to us, be respectful to everyone because we are all runners and we are in this together. Great. And Otherwise, Patrick will write a haiku about you. Yeah, and then we'll blast you on the beginning of the show. And it might not be so cheery. It might not be so cheery. A couple other things. Uh, beer vouchers. Everyone who signed up who's over 21 years old, you're getting a Mobcraft Brewery free beer voucher. If you're under 21, I'm drinking your beer. Thank you. Um, additional news. You can still donate. Uh, to Urban Underground as well through Monday, and you can still raise uh, money through yourself as a runner through Monday night. I don't think I missed anything else. Da 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 da. -da. Get your run in. And if you didn't, yeah, if you didn't sign up, just go run the thing and and post post on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want to post. Very TikTok. valid point. TikTok. Donate. Yeah, um, as for tagging us, please tag Cream City Pacers, VRMKE, Social X, and ha use the hashtag MKERunForJustice, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram. That's where we're mainly at. If you do TikTok, screenshot it, send it over to me, do a little dance or something, that'd be cool. Yeah. I don't, I sound like an old man. I'm like in marketing and I don't, I don't know. I don't know what TikTok is. <laughs> Anyways, and, thank you everyone for signing up. Thank you. And if you're donating, please know that all your money is going to go to Urban Underground and it is an, an, an investment for the future. Thank you. I said that right. So you're we're building the future. Uh, that's so. So be confident in that. It's going nobody, no matter how much you agree or disagree with what is happening and on either side of the spectrum right now, we can all agree on this, that putting money into the education of the youth, certain communities that don't get as much loving from whether that's from within or without, uh, we could all agree that investing in that is beneficial to everyone. So yes. go donate and run this. Donate, donate. Very good point, Abbasoli. Thank you for bringing that up. All right, so race announcements, announcements, announcements are now over. Let's talk about, let's mask up here for a second before we get into running. It's time to mask the F up. We don't, this is a PG podcast, we don't swear. So we're going to mask the F up. Milwaukee has passed the rule that making a mask mandatory in Milwaukee. But when, Alex? All the time or? Yes, very or good just, question. Just, just when you're going into stores. It is. I know the answer. It is required inside all buildings as well. If you are in with within six feet of someone outdoors, you are required to have a mask on. So 
this is really interesting because we're runners. We run outside. I run in the city. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I was like, what's this all about? So I Googled it. And our friends over at CBS 58, WDJT Milwaukee. I hate that. Like stations are like WTJ. Like who cares why? Get rid of it. The only people that care are the people who are in power and like made that. Everyone else does not give a... We don't swear about it. So I can't wait till new stations go away. And besides Vince Ventrano, he stays around forever. Anyways, um, there's a really good article about how the health department says this. Yes, everyone is required to wear a mask, even to exercise. If you are exercising and need to remove your face covering to breathe adequately, make sure no one is near you before removing it. Be sure to keep the face covering readily available so you can put it back on quickly and properly if someone comes in within six feet of you. So basically they're saying, if you're outside exercising, wear a mask. Uh, It kind of talks about, yeah, it kind of talks about if you're running solo, like, you know, avoid people, but if like avoid groups of exercising. So it goes on to talk about gyms. Like it's a little different game there. We're not a gym or or a running podcast, so I don't really want to talk about that, but interesting story so yesterday on thursday i went for a run when the mandate started and people were like pretty good wearing masks on the trails i did not have a mask because i didn't realize it was going into effect and like it kind of took into play outdoor situations so you know people were taking it seriously i think this is going to have a big impact on people um in a good way a lot of you saw i just saw it on the news that georgia's Governor is putting a kibosh saying cities can't, can't mandate masks. So good for us for taking this step. People may hate it. You may hate it. Not everyone's going to love everything, right? But let me, people hate it. it, But you guys, we're trying to stop spreading this. The quicker we can wear masks and get this old, like bring the levels down of it, the quicker we can like control it in our sense and move forward. Um, you know, there will be no, well, there is no back to normal. It is, this is the new normal. Um, but, you know, we always, as a fam, wear our masks when we're in inside places. So that won't be anything new for us. Uh, and I know at the restaurant, Apostola, you guys mask up. Actually, I've been meaning to ask you this. You guys have awesome m- uh, orange oranges on your masks. Can I get one of those? Um, yeah, I have a few used ones. I'll wash them. <laughs> I don't want to, yeah, wash it. I don't want a dirty used one. I was just kidding, but uh, yeah, we have the ones with oranges. We 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 found a specific fabric that we liked, and we had somebody uh, from the team. Their grandma uh, has been making masks for hospitals, and so we had her make them, and we bought them from her. So we're happy with that because there's n- there's nothing worse than being served your meal with a with a surgical mask because it reminds you of the dentist or the, the doctor. So this, this way it just looks like a uniform. It's hard to work with it, but, but yeah. we're getting used to it, especially on hot days, but it's for everybody's safety. And, but we don't require customers to wear them because it's just, I, it's such a, it's such a touchy subject, especially in one of our locations. I won't say where, uh, it's as if we have you know, 100 locations, I won't say where. But in one of our locations, it would be, I think we would have to shut down if we told people we, they have to wear masks. So we're being very careful with social distancing. We've got barriers up. We've got um, 
we got we got limited capacity. We're making people wait outside before they come in. Nobody's waiting inside. They pay at the table, so there's no congestion in the front. Anyway, I could go on for hours about my business and what we've learned, but let's talk about running. Yes. What have we learned from running? Running update. Running update. Play the thunder music. This is the Thunderdome. This is the Thunderdome running update segment. This portion of the podcast is presented by Thunderdome Running. Apostoli and I are training for the Lakefront Marathon as if you lived under a rock and did not know that. And we've teamed up with our good friend Matt Thull over at Thunderdome Running, and he's created custom plans for us to help us rock our goals that we chose for ourselves, which Apostoli and I were talking before the show. And... We were like, is Matt challenging us or we did we just tell him some really crazy goals and these workouts are tailored for those crazy goals and we are in shitty shape. <laughs> I swore, dang it, but I, I think that's the case. Uh, so, um, yeah, go check out uh, Thunderdome Running at thunderdomerunning.com. Matt is awesome. He's a legend if you don't know him. He will train you in the mile, 5K, couch to 5K, half marathon. Uh, if you want to do the Lakefront Discovery Run, he'll create a plan for your 15K. The dude's got it all. He's great. I beer love it. Beer mile. <laughs> I'm, sure you, I'm sure he could train you for the beer mile too. Yeah, so we are. We just finished four weeks of training. We're on our fifth week of training. Um, and what we want to talk about here, we're each going to give one thing that we learned from our four, first four weeks of training. Abasoli, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Um. I'll go first because it's very short. What I'll say is that I forgot how good it feels to train and be under a training regimen where I have to go out and do certain workouts, even though I miss some of them. Uh, And I forgot how good, absolutely fantastic it makes me feel to be out there. How just accomplished it makes me feel when people ask and say, what are you doing right now? Well, I got to go run 11 miles. It's just not not to to boast or to brag it's just something that that surprises me that I'm able to do it again because I forgot that I could and I'm getting better and better as time goes by and that's another thing it's like the first you said it that the first few days it's they're going to suck and you're going to look back and you're going to realize how much better you are so that's what I've learned or that's what I've relearned what have you learned sir Wait, before I jump in, nothing feels better than just crushing a hard run or finishing a long run. I mean, you did 11 miles the other the other day, which is the longest run you've run in, I would say, two years. So it feels good. It feels good. It? You know what feels good is when I sent, when I sent the, the workout to the results to Matt, and he like gives me a little you know text uh, of hey congrats that's awesome yeah you you did great there and this it it's a great feeling to to have somebody that reinforces you somebody that knows right because i could have you but you know what do you know i don't know anything i'm just here to enjoy a good run and <laughs> have a beer kidding. after uh i would say one thing i've learned is that i was very complacent in my running ways in the past whether that was like um just doing like track workouts like four by you know 10 by 400s or a ladder or whatever and matt has just taken me to a whole new level so i had a hard workout to um this week which was one quarter mile at a fast pace and then 
a half a one and a half miles at like just a slightly slower pace but still super hard and then do that circuit three times but not only did i do that's 5.25 miles of hard running which is good but the day before he had me run seven miles because the whole point of today's workout wasn't like you know you can do the workout right you can get through it but the whole point was to run it on tired legs after running seven miles the day before like I've never thought about running that way and that like you do things like certain ways so you can challenge yourself in different ways on stuff you normally have done in the past and it's really opened my eyes for how dynamic running can be for how mundane it is for one step after the other it can be you know very thought thought through on how you do workouts and stack things and I, I it, Matt's helped unlock that for me and I appreciate running so much more it's like a game it's strategy it's it's incredible and then one more thing this is just a freebie for you is and I might have said this last week is just um visualizing your runs before you do them whether it's the night before or hours before i used to just go out and run but matt's really harped on like think about your run what you're gonna do plan it out have that same stretch where you do all your hard workouts on so you know where you're at and how you're doing and that's opened up my eyes because now i'm ready for every run in the past i would just like start the run and like not know it and would be like mentally messed up and not thinking about it but Planning it out and being in the right mind going into a run makes you so much stronger during it and after it. So that's what I've learned. Kudos to Matt. I honestly wasn't a believer in plans and having a coach, and now I'm sold, 100% sold. So we got a long ways to go for Lakefront, everyone, but that's what we've learned through our first four weeks, and I hope your training's going well, and I hope you've learned something, too, along this journey. Okay, yes. so now we're getting to the funnest part of it. We're done rambling about ourselves, and we can I say one more piece of news? Yeah, Milwaukee please. news. You know Briggs and Stratton. Yeah. You know there 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 might there's a rumor that they might be, or they actually said it too, that they might be going bankrupt. And that's a big company, right? It's it's an institution, basically in Milwaukee. Um, and somebody, one of our fans, wrote something. And Our I got a, and I got and I got a hold of it somehow. It leaked onto, and I can't. But this is the first time you hear this live. You guys, uh, I'm gonna wait, read wait, it wait, out. It's wait, for this immediate. Is le- this is leaked information. Like this, this is, is something that goes to the press for like the New York Times to break. But we're breaking it here on the cream. We're breaking City it first. Papers. So, so for immediate release, it says the document that we got hold of. For immediate release, Milwaukee Running Group, OMG buys Briggs and Stratton Corporation in a development that caught many Wall Street analysts and the industry insiders by surprise. The Milwaukee running group OMG purchased Briggs and Stratton for an undisclosed number of sweaty $5 bills. The news was broken on a very special live broadcast of the Cream City Pacers podcast. Well, it's even predicting the future. Milwaukee running group OMG leader Patrick Beezer announced the news while being interviewed by his spiritual advisor, Alex Main. It will provide a lot of alignment between the strength pillars of the two organizations, said Beezer. It also provides a unique synergy between two mundane tasks, distance running and cutting the grass. So this was written by our friend and friend of the pod and my previous coach before Matt, 
Uh, Aaron Pierce. Shout out to Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> I thought that was great. Aaron, thanks for writing Aaron that. works for Briggs & Stratton, actually, so he knows what's up. Did you, know anyway. that, did you know that I used to work for Briggs & Stratton? Yeah, I actually remember that. That's right. I forgot that. Yeah, that's super well, funny. Well, aren't, now, you, aren't you glad that you're not? Who would have ever thought? I would have never thought I would have been breaking news about Briggs & Stratton right here on the Cream City Pacers podcast. That's super funny. I love this fan submitted stuff. You guys are the best. I, I, we love it. We love it. So, hey, do you want to introduce our guest here before we sign off for the rest of the episode? You just want me to say her name because you're scared. You're so bad at saying names and you know I'm Greek. So, you know, it's easy for me. I'll say her name, but you should introduce her because... <laughs> I don't know why I, you got to do, do the... me like this in on national so, television right now. So, uh, our, our guest today was a very exciting one. Uh, it is Fedra Christou. Uh, that's how you say it in Greek, Fedra Christou, but in English it's Fedra Christou. Uh, she is uh, from the Front Runners Running Group, uh, which is a primarily LGBTQ-led uh, group, and they have been around since 1974 internationally. So the first, the first uh, club opened in um, San Francisco in 1974. Is that correct, Alex? 1974. That's and they uh, opened their chapter here in Milwaukee in 1996. They have been active since. And they're a very, very fun group. And we can't wait uh, for you to listen to this wide-ranging conversation with uh, none other than Fedra Christou. Hello, Fedra. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the Cream City Pacers podcast. We're doing great. It's great to have you finally on we've been talking about doing this for quite a while almost uh more than a year right now so it's good to finally do this yeah web, this is web-based uh, uh interview <laughs> web-based webisode yeah this is awesome welcome to the show yeah thank you i'm really glad to be on a little nervous but i'm really glad Hey, don't worry. We've done this every week for a long time, and I still get a little nervous. So it's a, it's a good thing. Um, to give you guys a little bit of background, Nicole Weeks, who is our friend from, the, from OMG, the Milwaukee Running Group, um, connected us actually last year uh, for you guys. Well, it was for like the front runners, and then there was a lot of a nice little email chain on figuring out who to have on the show. And we ended up we weren't able to have you guys on, but now we have you on and we're super excited to talk, um, to learn a little bit about you, um, your involvement with the Front Runners, which is a national organization, but we have an awesome Milwaukee chapter. So um, like I wasn't familiar with it. So hopefully people can get familiar with it here. Pride Month was last month. So kind of want to talk about that, how you guys celebrated, how it was different during COVID. I mean, there was a the Supreme Court passed so there's a lot on. So before we kind of jump in, kind of introduce yourself. Where, where, where are you in your running journey right now? Um, my running journey. Well, you know that's interesting because COVID has thrown everything off. So you're always training for something. And <laughs> what do you train for this year? For a virtual 
where I could just run as slow as I possibly want to. It, it is, it's, it's very different. I have signed up for the lakefront, um, but I don't have any hopes that it will. I, I don't think that will happen, but who knows, who knows. Um, so where am I in my running journey? So, um, so I've had injuries. It's, it, I've had an ankle issue for probably about six or seven years that knocked me out of running for a couple of years. And last year was the first year I felt comfortable coming back and doing something. And since 2015, in fact, that was my last big race. And I signed up with the Striders and did a half marathon. And that was it. And then I decided I'll do the marathon as well. So those were the only two races I did last year was the half marathon and the marathon. And then I just, I just took it from there. I had my ankle, my Achilles went again in November and I didn't really run again until, I don't know, January or February. And I just, you know, I just love it. I just, I can't stop. And that's my problem is that I push myself too much sometimes and <laughs> I know that I shouldn't do it. And then I am like, okay, I have to back off a little bit. So, so I don't. That, you guys know Andy <laughs> from uh, OMG. Oh, Andy, yeah, of course, big fan of the pod. Oh yeah. Um, so Andy, um, who I've been told needs to come with a disclaimer, um, we were running the <laughs> <laughs> trail a couple of weeks ago, and I I said to him, okay, so I'm only doing a few miles because I just need to get like 42 in this week, that's it. And he's like, oh, that's fine. We'll just run a little bit, that's no problem. So I'm running and he said, you know what? I was gonna do five miles. That won't be a big deal, right? So we'll just do five. And, and this is already putting me like two miles above what I wanted to do. And I'm like, well, okay, that's fine, that's fine. And then we get to the, to the turnaround for the five mile and he says, hey, you know what? We're really so close to that seven and a half. Why don't we just keep going? And I'm like, oh, it's not a big deal. I'll just keep going. So here's the kicker. We are coming down from Lapham Peak and I should have listened to myself when Andy says, hey, we're on the downhill. Let's just go for it. And <laughs> you should come in with a disclaimer. So that's where I'm like, okay, so the ankle was hurting the day after that. I knew what I did was stupid. And uh, so, so I'm gonna hold off on Lapham for a little bit, but you know, you just, I just can't stop. I love it. I love running. That, that, is, that is a very classic Andy Garza story. I've been there in that same boat, but no, you said a lot, a couple like things that I think stri strike a chord at all runners is, you you get injured and you try to come back because you love it so much and it's so funny as outsiders like running you why you love running your injuries but we know that love hate relationship with being injured and running so i'm glad you're back so we last year's half marathon full marathon your first race in like over what was the four years then yeah the yeah the only one that i have actually yes because i signed up for um, a half marathon a couple of years before because Nicole was doing her first half marathon and I said I wasn't in great shape oh. not doing well and I said I will run it with you and I just ran it to keep her company and that was it so I didn't run it for me I ran it for her and 
So yes, it, last year was it. That was my first time. First time back. Well, that's Who great. Marathon, a marathon, I don't know, but that's exactly what I so I for for you coming back your story just now we're like I was just trying to get 42 miles for the week that's <laughs> to a lot of people it's like wait yeah. you're coming back from injury right but no that's awesome so before we just started recording we were talking about how you've been um, on the trails a lot more recently is that a new a new thing for you were you always a trail person were you rode always rode I never even thought about trails. I've never even given it a thought. And then I uh, met Laura Lofton at OMG and she said, you should come out to Lapham and try it. And I, the thought of running trails, I just thought roots and, and hills. <laughs> and I, that was it. I took just one time, was hooked, completely hooked. Even when it was winter and it was icy and I went down so many times and bruises I just I, yep. I trails is trails is a thing so next year is my 50k year so that's what I plan oh. on doing next year that's awesome well what uh, I'm all in for that um so all right let's get into uh let's move to the front runners so you um are part of the front runners and have been a part of the front runners for we think 10 years yes I think it but might but tell it could yeah. be longer so tell us a little bit about who the front runners are and kind of how you, you know, first heard about this, you know, 10 years ago. So I was looking for a gay group to run with, believe it or not. I was looking to find sort of expand my, my, the people that I knew. I, I know a lot of straight people. I don't know very many gay people. And I had looked at the front runners. Um, uh, they were in, I think the Wisconsin light and it said, um, they meet every week and then they go for breakfast. And I thought, that just doesn't sound like a running group. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna, then they're gonna go have breakfast. This seems too social. So I, I actually didn't do anything for another year. And then I finally said, okay, I'm gonna run with them. And I ran with them and it was, I was the only woman that day. Um, but there were a couple of female runners, but there's never been another runner women's runner, another female runner. I am it, other than Nicole. Um, so I went and they were an amazing group of guys who completely welcome you into the fold. And they are just so funny and so caring and thoughtful and generous that just you, I, you just go, you run, you have breakfast with them and you leave with an amazing feeling. They are an amazing group of men, I have to tell you. I, I love being with them. That's awesome. So when the group first started, um, like how many people were in the group? You said it was a few men and you? Um, so when the, the, when the group originally started in 1996, there was, uh, I think there was like four main men. Um, and then it just expanded from there. Um, there are, I believe about five, five uh, men that are still long-term original front runners. Um, wow. Sometimes we can have maybe just six people turn up. Sometimes we can have as many as 16 or 20. It depends on the day. Um, typically in winter, it's a smaller group. When the sun mm -hmm. hits, we have a larger group. We meet at the same time every single Saturday, nine o'clock, uh, right by the lake, uh, the hill overlooking the lake by the water tower. 
a North Ave. We a North Ave. We have the it's the the same setup. We are in a circle. Um, Dan Langerman, who is our so-called sort of I guess leader, the one that does all the organizing. Um, he leads in with any of uh, the announcements. Um, then we go around and say our name. And then we sign off if we're going for breakfast afterwards. And then we break, runners go, walkers go. And then typically the run is about maybe three and a half miles, three and three quarter miles, um, which is not very many. So it's, you know, sometimes I would do a longer run before I met them and then join them afterwards just to add on to my run. Um, and then we would go to Ma Fisher's, and that has been happening since 1996. Ma Fisher's every weekend? Every Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Now that, we call, and they already have the table set up for us. That's so one weekend. I want to say, that, didn't you come to Mimosa once? I feel like the group came to Mimosa with Nicole Weeks once. It is possible. They have, <laughs> they have been talking, and they have veered away from Ma Fisher's. But okay. Wow. <laughs> That feels no, that, that sounds great for me. I mean, it's been all these years, my fishers, except for one time, at uh, at a Southside place. Um, That's funny. Cool. So, how is it? I mean, is the group is expanded over the years, um, right? People come and go. You guys grow. How? I mean, you've been a part of it for a long time. How is the group um, like? People, it's probably meant a lot to people. Have you seen like what it's meant to people when they found it or when you found it and you're able to connect to a group of people that are you know, similar you, to you in the LGBTQ community where a lot of the times it's, you know, running groups aren't specifically focused on, on that? Well, you know, it, it, the conversation might be a little dirtier than usual. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, you know, to be honest, we, we don't, we talk about political issues across the board, and especially now politics comes up a lot in meetings. Um, we do talk about gay issues, but they don't come up. It's only if there's something happening, do we talk about it. It's almost like it's current events. What's going on now? How is this going to impact us? Some of the guys might talk about things of, of what was it was like a long time ago for them and how things have changed. Um, but the politics is very, what is going on right now. It doesn't matter if it's gay or straight. It is what is happening in the country and how is this impacting people. And Do people what to say right now with the virus and our current leader. Yeah. Do people mostly agree with each other, would you say, or are there, is it polarized in any way? Um, I would say that they agree very much with each other. I think that um, most recently, the, I think with the virus and the leadership, um, we might have had a couple of people that don't disagree, but not the older group. I think typically across the board, they all see things the same way. I think we all unanimously agree with how things are going. I don't think we've really had opposing views. I don't think people see things in a different way. They might have a, um, a different idea of how to look at something, uh, but typically we don't fight about politics. Yeah, it's very similar at uh, OMG. That's why I'm asking. It, it seems like everybody has one political uh, side. So I want to see if that's common for runners in general that we agree on these topics. So Yeah, yeah for the most part, I mean, we are 
we obviously and I have met through OMG, which if you've been, it's right. They meet on the east side downtown. So a little different political views, I think, coming from downtown Milwaukee than maybe some other parts of Milwaukee in the suburbs. But regardless, um, yeah, that's cool. The Ma Fisher's thing. I didn't know about that. I feel like I should have known. That's so cool. What a tradition. Um, They're in there. So so you guys talk, you guys say you talk. Oh, sorry to cut you off. You guys say you talk about like a lot of current events, you know, and whatever it may be with the coronavirus or whatever it is. But I mean, I think in June, the Supreme Court came out with a, just a, a ruling that no one really probably saw coming. So how how did that like what was everyone's thoughts how with among amongst the group especially being during covid you guys really aren't probably meeting in the masses as much where something like this you guys would probably be celebrating and talking about a lot during a, a saturday run and some breakfast afterwards and what is the ruling for the listeners that don't know i'm sorry if you could tell us a little bit about it so, so lgbt um and so now you can no longer fire someone um discriminate in the workplace and that's the great thing about that is it's not just lesbian and gay people, it is also transgender, which I think is probably mm -hmm. the biggest step ever, closer to more rights for transgender people. Um, I, obviously, we were all very excited, very happy. Any move towards equality for lesbian and gay people, no matter who they are, um, whether it's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, it is the idea that we are moving forward and the fact that the Supreme Court voted on this with two of Trump's <laughs> to be honest, I think we were a little surprised. We, I, I, I would never have expected that. And I, I think that for, for us as a group, I mean, it's just a, it's a, we celebrate it on Zoom. How's that? You celebrate the way that you can. It's, it's Zoom. And the thought that with the current Supreme Court, the way it is, um, there is some hope. There is a, some hope going forward. If they ruled on this, there is hope that things will begin to change, regardless of who is on the Supreme Court right now. I, I, feel, I feel motivated to, to, to put some things into action. I feel excited that, um, that, that equality is just around the corner, not just for us, but for everyone. I'm, I'm hoping. That, that we are gonna start seeing some changes. And I think that the pandemic, as much as people are upset, angry, it's not our normal. I think that, I think things are beginning to change. I think there is change in the air. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can feel it. You feel it, you feel it all around you. Uh, not only with, you know, the ruling of, you know, um, rights being covered for any sexual orientation and like transgender status in this, but with the Black Lives Matter movement and everything going on, like, you know, in the past, sometimes stuff like this just gets news coverage for a couple of days and literally goes away. But this, you see it everywhere. You see it in the articles, you see it on social media. I mean, you see it when every conversation people have now revolves around these topics, where in the past, it, it really didn't, especially like Black Lives Matter situation with like, I'm white, my friends are white. Like, we're not talking about that. I mean, it's stuff like that. Even conversations around the, this ruling from the Supreme Court. I'm like, everyone's talking about it. And I think when you start seeing that, that's when change starts happening and people start doing things. And like you're saying, you feel empowered and you feel that. And I think a lot of people do. And it's cool to see communities coming together, um, you know, especially in Milwaukee, 
where we're located and doing this show, uh, change happening and people taking action. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, it's, it's hard to imagine. I mean, it's hard to imagine growing up in a time when you could have been fired just for being gay. That's a very scary thought. I mean, I, I used to be a nanny in New York. I absolutely did. They did not know I was gay. There is no way. You think that would have been like, if they would have found out you'd have been out the door? I don't know, but I would never have wanted to take that risk. Yeah. And that's, that's, and that's terrible. Well, it's a very scary thing. And I, Frontrunners is made up of much older people than I am. I mean, I, there's a number of us that are in our 50s, some that are in our 40s, but we have a large group that are in their 70s. This is, they grew up with this. So I, the changes that they have seen in the last 10 years are just unbelievable. So I, I'm, I'm just, you know, when you, when you sit and talk to them and they talk about John Reardon, who is one of the, the, um, the first people that started Frontrunners in Milwaukee, came from New York, you know, and you talk about um, the things that were going on during that time, it really makes you realize that the, the people before us really fought for what we have right now, you know? So I think sometimes you have to recognize that a lot of work has already been put in, you know, and we're yeah. just being able to now reap those rewards from that work. Yeah, that's, that's really well put. That's, it's cool you have like members in their 70s that are still active in the group. And so Frontrunner started, and I just looked this up, so this is why I know, 74 in San Francisco. But I mean, even starting in Milwaukee in 96, that's 20 years. That seems like a long time, but for something to spread to a smaller town like Milwaukee and start, I mean, that's a pretty big, pretty big movement, I would say. So, um, how, do you know how many cities frontrunners, like frontrunning, frontrunners, frontrunners organizations are in? Well, you know that frontrunners is international. It's international too. Yeah, so frontrunners in England, they have a huge organization. Um, we know that they're in Chicago. There is one in, I think there's two that I know of in Florida. Um, That's cool. When I went to England, I was um, staying near Brighton. And last year I ran with the Brighton Frontrunners when I was over there visiting. Oh, that's fun. How was that? It was wonderful because there, it's as if you were already part of the group. So yeah. you find the chapter, you email, and I emailed and said, hey, listen, I'm coming out and I really would like to join the group. They told me where they're meeting, what time they're meeting, and I met them. And you immediately have a connection. I mean, it, it's, and they invite you to stuff right away. So it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, there, in fact, there's actually an international meeting, I think, um, on the 26th, a Zoom meeting for frontrunners. Oh, that's awesome. So like really getting everyone involved from throughout the world. Yeah. And it, it depends on, I mean, we have a very small group in Chicago. They have a much larger group. Yeah, um, I wish that Milwaukee were bigger because I would love it if we were actually involved in races and we did things like that. A lot of other groups that are much larger in cities are, you know, they have their own team names. They run with their shirts. Yeah, we don't we don't do that. But we in the last probably in the last maybe six or seven years, we've actually got involved in the Lakefront Marathon. So we do volunteer for that. 
So we've done, we've done a couple of things and we've done some best deal. We do a best deal run every year. So we have a number of gay guys and myself that run the best deal run. Um, I've, I've done the Madison run with a couple of people. We've done the lake front. So a few of us in, in front runners have sort of gone off and done runs together, but it would be really nice if we had like a front runner shirt we could sort of. Yeah, we need to get some front run runners jerseys, some singlets. I want one of those. If I Alex, help, I want one. Alex is the man to talk to about uh, any kind of merch. He's the man. Now, Feather, I have a question, more like a, more like a double, it's, it's a double question. Um, you, you mentioned that you were the, you were, for some while you were the only female uh, member of, of the group and now you're only the second, uh, Nicole is the other person, is that correct? Yeah, well, when I first, when I first joined, there was two other women, uh, both walkers, um, and they have since left. Um, I, have, I, have, I, have, I am the only female runner that they've had. There has never been another runner that has been a woman. So we have two groups that, that split off. We have the runners that go run, the walkers that walk. I'm the only woman that's been running. That, that has been running. Now, is there, would you be advocating for a push to um, grow the group in order to attract more members of uh, the LGBTQ uh, community? And, um, and also, this is more of a philosophical, more probably a question that we could expand for an hour, but uh, I'd love to hear your, your take on, uh, obviously one of the reasons that people join a group is to feel included. Uh, do you think that at some point we're gonna reach a point in society where people won't have that need because there will be true equality between everyone? where you don't feel like you need to join a group that is just for people of the same sexual orientation and you will feel comfortable in any, in any group. I, that would be wonderful. It would be nice if we could just have groups and people just ran with whoever they wanted to. Um, we, we have Nicole and another woman, Mary, who are part of our running group. Um, they're not gay. They come because, um, they like the company. They like the guys. They like running. Nicole, I told her about front runners. I told Mary about front runners. They joined and they have never left. So they, they enjoy the, the camaraderie. They enjoy the, the chatter, the laughter that they have. When we get together, we do a lot of group things where we get together. In fact, in a couple of weeks, we would normally have a pool party and we would be doing the Holland Run together. Um, so we do stuff that really connects us. I think that the, the, the guys are, they're just, they're, it's, it's hard. It's, the best way for me to explain it is you feel as if you're part of a family immediately. It is, they don't care who joins. They really don't. Gay, straight, it doesn't matter. Come be part of the group. That's it. They, they have never cared whether you are gay or straight. That doesn't matter to them at all. Come and join the group. That is, that's, that, have breakfast with us. You know, run a few miles, talk to us, that's it. And it's not as if we have a gay agenda. We don't, we just chat. We chat about life. Right. So I think that it would be nice if we had, if we didn't have to have groups 
gay groups where we would only have gay people because that's the only place that you could feel welcomed. I, I am a part of OMG. I've never felt as a gay person that I'm not welcome at all. So I, I, I feel that society is changing. I feel that perhaps political leaders are telling us or the people in politics say that there is a division that there is a division between all of these groups. And I think that the people that we are with don't feel that way. I think there are two different ideas of what the people that are up there that make the laws and the rules are telling you and the people down here, just us. I don't think we feel that same way. I don't think that we are saying, yeah, you can't join because you're gay. I think that people are very inclusive. I've, I've never been around anyone that has never, that has, discriminated against me because I'm gay or because I'm a woman in any of the groups I've belonged in. And those aren't gay groups. And I, I joined that group because I wanted to meet more gay people. Um, but I, I like to run too. And that hasn't stopped me from joining other groups. And I've never been, I've never felt from anyone that I'm not included. So perhaps it's already started. Perhaps the idea that we're included has already happened and we just don't realize it. Fantastic. I love the fact that you just said that anybody's welcome to the front runners. And it reminds us a lot about uh, of the attitude of the people at Fear MK, Forget Everything and Run, who um, also are people might think, oh, it's just for African American, uh, for the African American community, but it's actually welcoming everybody. And that's part of the um, the goal, right, is to for people to come in contact with 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 each other and learn about new ideas and yeah. this, this I mean, is a great way to human, right. We're just human people. We're human beings. Mm -hmm. We're all the same. There isn't anything else that separates us except for the color of our skin, the way we dress. I mean, but that is nothing really. I mean, we are human beings, and I think we should value people for just being human. I couldn't agree more. And the, <clears throat> one thing I love with running is a lot of runners feel that same way. I mean, we're kind of cut from a different cloth, but we, I feel for the most part, like you said, whether it's front runners, fear, OMG, so many open welcoming people and it's a beautiful thing. And um, what you guys are doing at front runners is awesome. I'm glad that I found it. I'm almost like, dis like upset with myself. It took me so long to, I've been in Milwaukee for a long time to discover who you were. So I'm excited that we could share your story and we could educate people on front runners and what you guys are doing. And during COVID right now, are you guys still active on Saturdays? If anyone wants to come and join you, where can people kind of, can they catch a run or where can they learn more about you guys? So we are on Meetup, first of all. Um, we have a Facebook page. Um, I can guarantee that there is someone at the grass, at the lawn, overlooking the, the lake at nine o'clock on Saturday, every Saturday. It doesn't okay. matter if it's raining. It doesn't matter if it's snowing. There could be a tornado out there. There will always be someone there at nine o'clock in the morning. We, we are really reduced right now. So there may only be one, two, maybe three people, and that's it. The other way that we're, keeping, that we're keeping in contact with each other so we're not feeling isolated is that we do a Zoom meeting every Saturday for a couple of hours. So it's a time for us all to connect with each other. Um, we always have a cup of coffee with each other. Some people are having breakfast. 
So it's a, it's a way for us to stay in contact with each other and just talk about what's going on in the world. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, a, lot of, a lot of the guys are more isolated. You know, they don't have family members that are around. And this is, it, it's a nice way for us to catch up with each other. Awesome. Well, I love it. Thank you for taking the time and talking to us. Before we go, though, you got to leave us with one song that we should all listen to on our next run. Oh, you know what? I'm the worst person because you know what I've been listening to for the last two weeks? I have uh, I've been blasting ABBA from my car. Okay, which song? Which song? Which song? Okay, so I would say thank you for the music. It's either thank you for the music. You know, okay. uh, funny story, funny story. Uh, when uh, the music on the podcast, I, I, against Alex's wishes, I insist on creating every week. I change it up a little bit. But when I first came up with it, I, I was toying with different ideas and, and um, uh, different versions and this and that. And finally, I came up with one thing and I said, my God, this is brilliant. This is amazing. I love it. I sent it to Alex and I sent it to another friend to, that is a producer. And my other friend turns around and says, hmm, were you inspired by Mama Mia and Abba? Because it sounds just like it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I go and I listen to it and it just clicks. And I realize, oh my God, I copied Mama Mia almost to the, like just made minor changes. In my mind, I thought it was a novel idea. So. Uh, that's that's a little bit of a correlation between ABBA uh, that you mentioned and uh, Cream City Pacers. So obviously <laughs> we changed hilarious. the song since then. So, yeah. well, my, but my, thank you for the music. My Sorry, race, go on. My race day song when I get ready for like a 5K for a marathon, I play um, the Greatest Show. The Greatest Show the, by ABBA. From no, this is from the movie The Greatest Showman. Oh, get out i was i'm i was i just listened to his interview podcast with tim ferris this morning and i was just blown away by this guy is that how how was that movie it was absolutely amazing and there is a line in that song that says this is what you this is where you want to be and i'm like yep this is where i want to be right here at the beginning of this race and i i every time i hear that it gets me ready for my run, and it's the first thing I listen to before I start on my race, and it's like, this is the music that I get ready for. This is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. I love to run, guys. I can't help it. Love it. <laughs> Don't we all? That's awesome. I love getting, I've been listening to a lot of music on runs lately um, to get through. We're both trained, obviously, and I, as well as you, are training for Lakefront. Uh, though with Chicago being canceled, it's probably going to be canceled. But I've been heavy on the music lately, and I've been losing it to music, like just goosebumps, singing on the trail, looking like a goofball. So I love it. Whatever gets you through the training, right? Yeah. So this is pretty simple, but Queen, uh, We Will Rock You came on. Like we've all heard that song like a million times, but I don't think I've heard it in like three years. And I like got the goosebumps and lost it and was like, fist pumping this morning on the trail and I was like all right I gotta be done with this run that's fine okay well hey thank you so much this was awesome getting to know you and 
Until next time, keep on running. Yeah, you too. Thanks a lot, guys. It was really good to meet you.